This is the Michael Bryan Show. Inspire, empower, and educate with Dax Hammond. Dax, what have you overcome or achieved? Uh, great. Uh, thanks for having me on. So I'm the founder and CEO of a business called FOMO.ai, which is an AI company. And arguably, what I'm happy to have achieved with this is I'm building an AI company at the exact sort of right moment in history where it's brand new. It's at peak hype. It's definitely not at peak performance yet, but lots of people really wanted and AI is on their mind. But that's actually not the thing that I think is really, for me personally, the achievement here. I've been very fortunate that this isn't my first company, but I've put a lot of time into myself in learning about how I operate, how my brain works. And so what I've managed to achieve, I think, for the first time with FOMO.ai in comparison to past is I've really started to make sure it is built around my personal goals. So in part, thanks to the change in attitude of remote work from COVID, I'm geographically independent of my income. And that's a great thing, right? I'm not tied to a specific place in a country or the world, and I can still grow and build this company. Of course, those of you who are listening that build companies, you know they are often all time consuming, but you do get that flexibility in your time. And that makes a real difference. I have a whole bunch of kids and I love to spend time with them. And so that flexibility is very important for me. And finally, I would say I just have it as part of my sort of soul and ambition to help lots of other people. And FOMO.ai really ticks that box for me because I get to help business owners and marketers take advantage of something that's new and give them the unfair advantage over people who aren't trying it. What kind of things did you have to do to be able to be ready at the appropriate time? Because some people only know ChatGPT and that is as far as their AI knowledge goes, but there are loads of businesses that are using it and it seems like it's matured very quickly. I imagine that's just the scope because AI does accelerate how fast things move. What did you have to do to be ready at the right time? You know, I believe in this concept of smart luck. Nobody who's ever built a business that has had any sort of success has not done it without a little bit of luck, no matter what they say. Every single one of us that has achieved almost anything has had luck, even if it's as as, as sort of primitive as the country we were born in allowed us to do what we wanted to do and have an education. Um, to me, I've had a lot of luck. And the idea of smart luck is that when it's thrust in your face, you see it, you recognize it, and you've built yourself so that you can take advantage of it. So in my case, that means, you know, I'm not a tech guy, I'm not an engineer, but I certainly make sure I know and understand how these things operate enough. I have spent close to a 25-year career either doing my own thing or, or working for other really smart people that I've learned from that has then allowed me to uh, to see this. And then I suppose I've I've spent a lot of time learning how to grind, right? Building businesses is a lot of grinding often for a very, very long time to that point of success. And so um, I think whether it's AI or whether it was something else, having learned those skills that allow you to get on with it and go from idea to execution is probably the most valuable thing. That makes perfect sense, actually. And I wonder what your three biggest lessons would be. I imagine over 25 years, there's dozens, but if you could boil it down, Dax, what would they be? I can. Um, you know, the first one 
is something that I was guilty of failing at a lot in my career, and that is this idea of focus. There are some exceptions in this world, like an Elon Musk who seems to be building lots of great companies all at the same time. But you know, for, for the 99% of us, success comes from being laser focused on something. And if I look back through my career and what I've done, I have been far too distracted and believing that I could do many things at once to an excellent level. And it's just not true. What you have to do generally when you're starting a business is you have to pick something, you have to focus on it, and you have to grind away at it to make it successful. If you're distracted by too many other business things, too many other work things, you're just never going to achieve that type of success that you're looking for. And so I had to break down my own stubbornness instead of self-beliefs that I could continue to go against that trend of these many successful entrepreneurs who've gone before me who have been better and smarter than I have at this. Um, I had to break that down in myself and uh, I'm finally embrace it and focus. The second point is it's great to find somebody who will keep your own BS in check, right? That for some people, that's a life coach. For some people, that's a business coach. For some people, it's a great friend or a partner or a mentor. It doesn't matter who it is. Make sure it's somebody who's not a friend, afraid to tell you that you're doing things wrong or suggesting ideas to you that feel really uncomfortable. Because if you don't have somebody who makes you feel uncomfortable with their suggestions and questions, they're probably not the right person for you. Um, and they help keep you on track and they help you counter your own brain. And arguably, I should have found that person a lot, lot sooner in my career than I ever did. And then the third one is surround yourself with the best people. I've had some great people I've worked with. I've had some great people who've worked on teams for me. I've had some great co-founders. And in a lot of those cases, I chose the wrong people. And it's not that those were not great people or smart people or capable people. They're not the right people for me in that moment. Um, if I look back on my um, you know, school education, my report cards from being a young kid always would show I'd get great grades in the subjects I loved and I'd do less well in the subjects that I didn't love. That's still part of my internal psyche and way of working. And so I had to learn the hard way that I had to surround myself and partner up with people where I complement their skills and weaknesses and they complement mine. Now, you may have hinted on it a little earlier, Dax, but if you could go back, would you change anything? Would you do anything differently? Yes, yeah, so much. Um, I once learned something very valuable from a therapist, which is the way the human brain works is really we have three or four pillars of our own personality, of our own identity. For me, one of those pillars quite naturally for a parent is, is my children. When I was building a co-founder of an ad tech company years ago, one of my pillars was the personality of being that co-founder, being that entrepreneur, being that business guy. And it was so all-consuming in my life that really I sort of had three pillars going on, right? You have your personal life, I had my kids, and then I had this, this, this company thing that really manifested itself in something far bigger in my brain than I ever should have allowed it. And when we sold that, which of course we were very, very lucky to do, it went to a public company and they shut it down almost right away. They sort of wrote it off, decided it wasn't what they wanted. And then here's this baby you've spent five years building and then suddenly it's gone. It kicked away one of those pillars, right? If you imagine it like a three-legged stool, 
all of a sudden someone came along and kicked away one of those three pillars and the stool falls over. And that really hurt. It hurt in ways I wasn't mentally prepared for, emotionally prepared for, and I just didn't even know to expect. And so I think what I, what I would have done in addition to really being laser focused on one thing at a time throughout my career, I also would have put a lot more work into myself earlier on, because not only does that you know, prevent the heart attacks at 45 and keeps you sane and makes you more present as a, as a spouse and a friend, as a parent, but also it makes you a better business owner. Thanks so much for that, Dax. I appreciate that. I wonder if people wanted to find out more about you, how can people get in touch? How can people maybe find out more about FOMO.ai and everything else that you're up to? So come have a look at FOMO.ai. There's two sides to our business. Um, Copilot, you'll see, which is sort of really laser focused on helping people discover this for themselves. And then the other is for larger companies where we go in and and really do it for them. So you can find lots about FOMO.ai there. Um, AI, of course, is going to have big impacts on the world. So I also write on a site called 84futures.com about the future impact of technology on society. And that's a lot of fun to think about. And if anybody has any questions about AI, um, dax, D-A-X, at FOMO.AI is my email address. In part, I do this because I love to uh, to help people learn and understand and be successful themselves. So I'm always happy to receive a, an email with a question or an idea. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Feel free to subscribe, share the show, leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts.